I realized today, just because, and don't ask me why I was doing this, but I googled my own phone number. I got a call from somebody who was claiming to be from an insurance company and said I was owed £4,000. So, of course, I said, oh, great, thanks, and I blocked the number. Mm-hmm. And then searched the number, and then searched for my own number, mm-hmm. and realized it's listed in loads of, like, it's like, darknetarchive.xyz, and it has my email address, too. And there's pages and pages and pages with my mobile number on it. And I'm just like, well, it's going to be here forever. Your phone number is probably it? everywhere. But to give you some life advice right now, and anyone who's listening out there, yep. some life advice if you're in the UK, and I'm sure the similar services are offered in plenty of countries out there, you can put yourself on a no-calls list. I've done that already. Do it again. But I can, it says, I've, I, I tried it, they said, sorry, you're already registered. Yeah, so then you got to report, report the, the numbers that are calling you to them. Because it's illegal. But you it's, can get it's money. not their real number. They, they didn't call me from a mobile phone. <sighs> they called me from a phone which clearly masks the real number they're calling oh, from. Oh, they, the, they did the bouncing through mobile phone numbers trick. That's a good one. Yeah. They can still probably get tracked. You just got to report it. Send it up. The, send it onto the chain. Just type that number into the, into the website and who knows what will happen. It's because I had that accident in February and obviously... You, the, you actually had an accident, so so they're all wanting to call you. Exa- yeah, exactly. But I get a, almost a call a day. And then some of them, you know, today's, for example, was from a mobile phone. And I thought, oh, this might be a long lost relative. This might be someone who wants to <laughs> get in touch. could be anyone. And so, of course, I said, hello, Colin speaking. And they said, oh, hi, Mr. Stone. We want to speak to you about this accident you had. And by that point, I'm like, oh, it's too late now. I can't see. Oh, sorry. It's his assistant. It's, yeah. Uh... You just gotta give yourself a different surname. <laughs> oh, you're thinking, oh, Colin Stone. Oh, sorry. I'm Colin Montgomery. <laughs> okay, yeah, but they'll say, oh, but sorry, this is the number which is listed on it your... It doesn't matter if you've actually been in a car accident or not, because that's the one I got all the time. I was getting endless calls about car accidents that I was in. And I I don't, I don't drive. And I'd never never been in a crash. They're not and fun. And then I just, I'd ask for some details. I'd be like, oh, when did it happen? Oh, within the last few weeks. Oh, man, did I get like severe brain trauma? I don't have the patience to I remember to stay with them that long. Sometimes I think I'm being super cool and just break into Gaelic and say, oh, can you just ask him? <laughs> I, really, I really annoyed one of them once because they phoned back about six times in a row. Just to, to I don't know. They were annoyed, so they wanted to bother me. That's why. That's what I should do. I should. I should humor them. Well, yeah, it gets interesting. Some of them get really angry with you when they realize that you just don't care. <laughs> and it's good when you've got work that you can just multitask with, because I can just mindlessly listen to them while still doing yes. all of the work that I already do. It's great. But I don't get so many calls because I put myself on the list because it got a bit. It got a bit boring. But what if at the end of the day there actually is this sum of money that I'm owed and somehow I'm not getting it? You'll never get it, and it's probably not worth uh, getting all the calls to receive it. Say there's say there's a million a million pounds out there somewhere if your name on it and you've got to listen to a thousand phone calls to get that million. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that. Basically, I'm the leprechaun with his pot of gold at the rainbow, which I'm never going to reach. Aren't we all? That's yeah. That's like that's that is life. That is a metaphor for life. Unless you're Donald Glover. There's, unless unless you're Donald Glover and you can he's, do everything. He's getting everyone else's pots of gold. He's got all the gold. He is the rainbow. Also, that was a beautiful segue, James. Thank you very much. Um, because I was kind of struggling. What a segue to, the, like, what, four topics in? Or do we want to just bump him to the top of the show now? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Let's do that. Because, Boom, uh, beautiful you, you know, segue. here's Seesaw Parade. By the way, welcome to Seesaw Parade, episode one, two, nine. Play that theme music. <laughs> I've played it already. I've played Play it already. Don't worry. Oh, put it back in. <laughs> okay. I liked it a lot. 
I'll play, I'll play a snippet. Here we go. <laughs> snippet done. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm Colin. He's James. Uh, yep. And James, I have uh, some pleasing news. Do you know that even 129 episodes, 130 episodes, I don't know. This is episode 129. Let's call it what it is. Okay, fine. And three and a half years in, we're still gaining new fans. We are? Good morning. Good afternoon. To David Wood. David's listening. <laughs> hey, David. Hi, David. You're a new fan. How do we know that David's a new fan? He's a friend of my flatmate. Right. Who I now know because he's, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Long story. He was here a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, we were just chatting away, chatting about uh, the Marvel film, which we promised not to talk about anymore. <laughs> Ever again. Uh, Ever again. Until, until we do a review on the website. Until we get the trailer for the next one. And I was, and I was like, oh yeah, we were talking about this on the podcast. And then a couple of days later, out of the blue, he sends me a message saying Prince Louis would be a terrible drag name. <laughs> and I was like, ah. Just because you listen to the show, to the show doesn't necessarily mean you're a fan. We need That's confirmed, we need confirmed self appointance of the fan title. Well, that's bit that yeah, but that goes without saying. Which I've only ever heard from one person. If he has listened that far and got to the bit where we're discussing Prince Louis' a drag name, I'd like to think he's stuck with it long enough yeah. that he would consider himself a fan. Yeah, either a fan of us or a masochist. Well, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But, uh, David, thank you for listening. Thank you to everybody. Um, too many of you to list to thank for listening to the show. Let's just start, oh, yeah, actually. Yeah, so many on that list. We would be here for hours. Oh, yeah. Maybe days. Maybe days, James. So long. Anyway, um, yeah, just just as, uh, as Seamus was saying there, we're actually going to start with Childish Gambino and Donald Glover himself. Now, this is something which I, know, I, I, I had kind of midway down the run order. But actually, you know what? No, this is something quite fresh and new, which I like a lot. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Donald Glover, actor, writer, comedian, philanthropist, musician, producer, DJ. Bearded human. There is nothing he can't do. He is a remarkable human being and in his uh, Childish Gambino, uh, in his uh, his uh, artist name, Childish Gambino, he released two songs of the weekend. Uh, brand new songs, one called Saturday, another one, which I want to talk about, called This Is America. Yeah, let's focus on This Is America. Which, if you've not seen the video, yeah. I would like you to go and watch the video right now. Childish yeah. Gambino, This Is America. Uh, James, I'll start this by saying, I'm a massive fan of, of Donald Glover. Okay, yeah. I think the music he's created in the past is good. It's not the kind of thing I would listen to all the time, but it's quite good. I love it. This, however, just grab my attention and i absolutely love the song but let's talk about the video what were your initial thoughts of this i enjoyed every second of it i thought it was going to start off and just be because i hadn't heard the song yet my first experience of song was video yeah and it seemed like it was just going to be one of you silly and you silly dancey video that someone's going to be doing and I, I do enjoy those and then it turned up the dial oh, it did. to the surreal oh it did to the surreal but also like cultural I don't even want to say metaphor. It was just culture condensed. I think as a piece of art, it is remarkable. You could you could unpack everything in it for a very long time. Oh, you could, absolutely. I mean, not, not to mention the list of cameos, not just in the video, but also in the song itself. Yeah. You just pop up and say random phrases. But Well, or noises. Or, yeah, or noises. Ooh, that's one of them. There we go. <laughs> Colin's great at ad-libs. You, know, you, could, you could add me into the song, you would never know. Like featuring Seesaw Parade. Featuring no, Seesaw, Seesaw Colin. Seesaw Colin. That's my rap name. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> what, and I'm James Parade? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're James Parade. That's, that's, cool. that's quite good, actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, maybe not. Yeah. 
Anyway, the song, yeah, the song itself. I was blown away, absolutely blown away. I think how somebody sits down and comes up with that concept, with the lyrics, with just the whole package. Honestly, it blew my mind. And yeah, and either oh. it's got so many potential things that it's wanting to mean, and it probably wants to mean all of them. I, I don't understand how a group of people could get such a condensed amount of things coherently into this time. It just yes. seems, and also have breaks from that where it is just being a bit silly. So you've got your, well, three-ish minutes of song, but so much happens in the video, so much happens in the song, and it can say so much if people are willing to listen to it or to actually see it. But part of that is that most of us are going to be distracted by the happy tune and Dancing Man and not dig in any deeper. And talking of Dancing Man, he has some moves. He does. He's he's a, he's a special what boy. A There's nothing he can't do. I love him. There, I, I, like Part of me was slightly tempted to just watch the videos and like, pause it every so often and try and copy the moves he, he does so I can bust him out in the club. You can go try and learn them. I believe in you. He just oozes charisma and cool and talent and honestly just ah couldn't i could not speak more highly of this song in this video yeah but again i don't really know i mean he's obviously making a pretty bold statement but it also doesn't seem to put people off because it was number one trending on youtube immediately top posts on all the subreddits that matter Mm-hmm. Uh, Pit Pop Heads was going through it trying to work out who each individual ad lib was and trying to deconstruct all the different lyrics in, in minutes. Like it was everywhere within seconds. Well, I've downloaded it to my iTunes. It's uh, currently top of my Keen at the Mo playlist. Ah, it's just, that's a good sounding playlist. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's also the fact that it's now dominating over Russian deathcore. And, uh, right. And also Mike Shinoda's new, new uh, album. I haven't listened to any of that. It's actually very good. But, He's a talented uh, guy too. Oh, he is absolutely. He can do everything too. Yeah, James. I wonder what it's like to be able to be good at things. <laughs> what is it like? I don't know. Uh, I assume it's just y- you end up feeling a lot of extra pressure to succeed. That's and true. And then a lot of extra sadness when you don't quite. Yeah. I-, I I think everyone at every level is basically the same. We're never really satisfied, but the more you have the more unsatisfying that kind of is. Because you see that. You see all of these guys and they're still struggling of all the same base human things that we are. That was much uh, that was much deeper than I expected it to be. Shall we move on? Yeah. Anyone out there that wants to talk about this video, just one-to-one, please. I, well, I could absolutely. Do that. I could do that all day. Let's go to some trailers. Now, <laughs> the first one I'd like and to I talk about... I could not talk about most of these one-to-one ever again. This is the no, last no, time no, I will no. talk about every single one of these. Particularly the first one. Robin Hood. Now, it doesn't seem also all that long ago since we had the Russell Crowe version of Robin Hood, which I think was 2010, maybe 2011. It feels like just yesterday that we were all disappointed by a Robin Hood film. Despite having a promising trailer, that one. This one, however. Oh my goodness. Fronted by Taron Egerton, or Edgerton, from uh, the Kingsman series. He's like, yeah, a good guy. Also with uh, Jamie Foxx, which he appears to be playing... What's the guy's name again? What's his pal? What's Robin Hood's pal called again? Uh, Morgan Freeman. Friar Tuck. That's the one. Morgan Yeah, Morgan, he, he's playing the guy that Morgan yeah, Freeman does in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I know, yeah. Friar Tuck or something like that. Brother John. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> little John? Are you talking about Little John? He's not playing Little John. <laughs> That's who it is. It's Little John, not Brother John. Brother John. 
goodness sake, call it right. Brother, brother bear? Alright, hold on. Let's just play a, a clip of this awful trailer. I propose a bounty. A thousand a week until he's caught or killed. I've never seen anything like you. You stare death in the face. That's why I chose you. You're not curious? Who's under the hood? James, uh, I could not hide my disdain for this. Please sum up just how bad this trailer is. Unless no, unless you don't think it's bad. No, I think it's terrible. I I, oh, I just I think it's so terrible there aren't really words. So Robin Hood, like he's he's in the Crusady times, right? Middle Ages. Yeah. This this trailer seems to be aiming for like a modern action feel. So there's a lot of explosions, yeah. a lot of slow motion, some well-dressed people, people that are, like at one point he's wearing a t-shirt and those weren't invented until the war. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what this film is aiming to be. And, and also a lot of the action scenes look terrible. There's but a couple, yeah, there's a couple of things from this. Sorry, I'm just going to jump in Go, right go, here. go, go, go. I'll have one final point at the end. Robin Hood. I did not know Robin Hood shopped in TK Maxx. There are so many items of clothing in this, which are, if it's set in the Middle Ages, about 500 years too early. Yeah, the, the clothes you could wear today. Ah, he's wearing like a hoodie and like a nice t-shirt and stuff, which have clearly not been hand-stitched. I mean, what is the costume? I don't, don't understand it, unless they can explain it away by saying, oh, this is set in... 2020, but it's a post-apocalyptic where the only thing we have left is fire and bow and arrows. It looks a little bit like it is aiming to be another one of those like teen movie post-apocalyptic action films. Secondly, I think Taron Egerton is a horrible choice for Robin Hood. Now, yeah. I like Taron Egerton. I think in Kingsman films, he's yeah, him, yeah. perfectly suited. In Eddie the Eagle, I thought he was great. But in this... He just comes off as a total chav. Which, which Robin Hood, I, uh, he's not supposed to be. Robin Hood is, well, well, a, no. <laughs> is, a, is a high lordy type that is being a good guy. Well, let's compare it to the Russell Crowe Robin Hood. When he when Russell Crowe was playing, he was probably, what, mid-40s? And it was a very gritty, you know, aiming for kind of dark night kind of tone film. It just so happened that it was slow and ponderous and lacked any actual excitement. Whereas this is the complete opposite. You know, it's Taron Egerton in a hoodie, jumping backwards, firing a bow and arrow, doing a 180 in the air, and firing another bow and arrow as things explode around him. It's so bad. Well, no, so no, bad. his bow and arrows, his arrows are causing most of the explosions. He's doing a whole lot of explosions. Not uh, to mention the dialogue they chose to put in this trailer. It's awful. Yeah, they haven't chosen, they've probably chosen the best scenes. They, they shouldn't have chosen any of the scenes. Now, Robin Hood as a character, doesn't have the best history of good film. I don't understand why they keep going back to it. Well, well, I know it makes money, but you're right. There's not been a single one besides the animated one with the, with the foxes and the hens. Yeah, the Disney one is a 10. It's a perfect it's a film. I love yes. it. It's one of my favourite films of all time. The only other Robin Hood film that I like that I've seen is Prince of Thieves because it is so bad it is good. Is that with... Uh, with um, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, he's yes. doing a terrible job. It's, that's the one that's got Morgan Freeman in it, and he's doing a terrible job. It's got... That's Brother John. Yeah, and it's got Alan Rickman, who is doing a deliberately terrible job, which makes it the best acting ever in film. If you haven't seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, go watch it, just because Alan Rickman's so good in it. So is this simply just a, an attempt to make money? 
Well, no, I, th- I think what's happening is that who who's the what is it? What studio is it? Paramount. Yes, I think so. And it's Ben Ben Mendelsohn as the villain, of course. Yeah, of course. But Paramount have got the IP for Robin Hood films, and they just want to hold on to it, so they've got to make one every ten years or something. So we're going to get one every now and then. Yeah. I know. And shooting Hated arrows this. isn't cool. No one's ever looked cool shooting arrows. Legolas almost did. Yeah. Because he did. He looked cool for the first of the Lord of the Ringses. And then they, they ruined him for the last two. I really need to rewatch these uh these extended I might do that this weekend, actually. Okay, we'll get back to we'll get back to that. I'll talk later. Um let's move on. Another trailer, Ant-Man and the Wasp. A new trailer has come out for that. Uh, let's have a quick listen. Dr. Pim, I actually heard what happened to you. You opened up the quantum realm. That's when this crazy could be ghost who like walks through walls and stuff. Stole your tech. And now she wants to take over the world or whatever. Just before we get into the actual trailer, the release here in the UK has been delayed until August. Yeah. Because there's a big football thing happening this summer. If you've uh, not realised, the World Cup is on, and so they've pushed. Do you reckon the released back? The people that are going to want to see Ant Man are the same audience as wants to see the World Cup. Apparently so. Uh, I mean, I think the biggest chunk of marvel's audience is probably that demographic not like football fan but like male youngish male demographic. youngish yeah. male young to middle-aged male so they've moved that from july to august let's just talk about the trailer james uh thoughts on this uh, villain the villain the bad guy ghost I, have, I didn't watch the trailer again i watched it last week uh yeah it's, it's been a while uh the bad guy looks great looks really cool and um, reminding me a wee bit of the the matrix in a lot of ways, in a lot of good ways. Um, I know for a fact that the bad guy is originally a Iron Man villain and originally male, but now it's in the films we've changed it to female and who knows what else they've changed. It looks interesting. Uh, we got a lot of terrible dialogue though, standard. We did. Uh, but it looks like a, it looks like an Ant-Man film, which is I'm not going to complain about. I didn't hate Ant-Man because it just didn't try too hard. And this one doesn't look like it's trying too hard. It looks like it's trying to be a bit silly, which I'm I'm okay with. I think we were, in fact, I'm almost certain we were up and running when the first Ant-Man arrived. It obviously had a pretty troubled history. It was meant to be directed by Edgar Wright yeah. from the Hot Fuzz trilogy. The Cronetto trilogy. And then that didn't happen. He went off and did... Uh, His own thing, yeah. And it was left with Peyton Reed. And Peyton Reed, I think, did a fairly decent job. Yeah, he made a film. Sorry. Sorry, Brad Payton, not Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed did uh, Dwayne Johnson, all those films. Right. Brad Payton. Cool. Took over and yeah, it was fine. It was like a, it was like a you know, if it met, if it's a seesaw parade of meeting our expectations, it was a one. I like I would agree to that. Ant-Man did not look like it was going to be great. So when I went I when I saw it and it was a good film-ish, like it was enjoyable, I was, yeah. I was happy. I'm happy with that. So with this one because they've had the settled team, the settled writing team, directors, whatever, I feel slightly more confident. However, that being said, yeah, the trailer wasn't amazing. I like some of the visuals, but obviously they're going to save the best stuff, including the best dialogue yeah. for the film. Because the lines they included from Lewis, his uh, Michael Pena playing friend, yeah, just weren't, just weren't funny. No. But that's... Uh, so there's, there's yeah. a few new characters to get used to, um, and I don't think any of them are... Are people that ad lib their lines, whereas you know that all of the Antman cast was kind of ad libbing a lot. Antman, Antman cast, yeah, uh, <laughs> they were ad libbing a wee bit here and there, um, which makes trailers interesting. If if it always makes the film a bit worse, but there's hope for this film because it doesn't look like it's going to try and be serious, even though currently 
the cinematic universe is on full serious mode. It's also a palate cleanser. Yeah, so it's gonna we're gonna get exactly what we want out of this one. And the mm. wasp is cool. I do like the wasp as a character. Yeah, exactly. No, I think yeah, you're right. I think it'll be a fun film. If it's on the scale of will it meet my expectations, they'll be pretty low. If it puts a smile on my face, then it's succeeded. Yeah, if I don't hate it, then I'm gonna be happy because I, I, right now I'm just like, well, it looks like a looks like a passable t- way to spend your time. Yeah. Okay, well, before we get into some TV stuff, we're going to talk Westworld and Arrested Development. The Fast and Furious films have had another development, uh, numbers 9 and 10. Yes, Fast and Furious are going to have a 9 and 10, uh, are going to be directed by Justin Lin. Now, Justin Lin did Fast and Furious 3, mm-hmm. 4, 5, and 6, yeah. mm-hmm. to varying degrees of success. Some of them were good-ish. The fifth one is probably my favourite of the franchise. It's I a think good film. It, it's a heist film essentially set in Brazil. Yeah. And it is from start to finish, it's excellent. It's really, really strong. It keeps you going. It doesn't let you it doesn't let you lower your heart rate really. It just kinda carries on through the whole film. The third and fourth were kind of middling, and I think the sixth one was kind of okay. I don't really remember the sixth one, to be honest. Was the seventh one in which Paul Yeah, the seventh one was where Paul Walker died. In real life. Yeah, in real life, and they had to reshoot. In the film, he didn't. they didn't kill him. And uh, they shot some of the stuff with his brother. Really enjoyed that one. I think six and eight were kind of like, eh. Yeah. So, with Justin Lin coming back, thoughts on this? To I'm assuming Fast 10 will be the Your last seat one. Belts. I can't even believe I'm saying that. Fast 10. Your seatbelts. <laughs> They're definitely going to call it that, aren't they? They better. If they don't call it that, I'm going to cry. That's the tagline. That's definitely the tagline. Maybe not the name of the film. I hope it is, though. That would be bold. Fast 9, your seatbelt? No, it doesn't work. Uh, uh, Justin Lin, 9 and 10. I mean, he's made the films before and they weren't terrible. Well, some of them were terrible. Oh, they weren't terrible. They just weren't good. Uh, you can't go wrong with the, with the Fast and Furious right now. It's going to make a profit. So they just need to make it bigger than the last one somehow or ground it, make it a gritty, dark one, version of the Fast and Furious f- ones. Kill off one of your <laughs> beloved characters. But it's like, these films are so predictable now. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but also, well, two, two points. You say you have to make it bigger than the last one. Can I remind you in the last film, spoiler yep. alert, yep. Dwayne The Rock Johnson kicks a torpedo as it's coming towards his car and diverts it towards a submarine, which then blows up. Mm-hmm. How can you get bigger than kicking a two, torpedo? Two torpedoes doing the splits. you got to <laughs> kick them both. Doing a Van Damme split. Uh, the only thing which has kind of come out of this is that uh, Vin Diesel said the franchise has not been to Africa. Ah. So. They should just do, they should do a crossover film. That's what they need. They need to incorporate some other, what they need to do is incorporate the Blade universe into that one. I want, I want Wesley Snipes to come in here as a vampire, vampire hunter. Just on that note, there probably will not be any of Dwayne's character Hobbs because he and Jason Statham are getting their own spin-off, which is out next year. That's true. So they probably might not be in it. He might just appear in it briefly. Who knows? And also, I can predict the plot. I can pre- I can storyboard the next two films. They so will both start with a drag race, and not the RuPaul kind. Well, they better. You have to have a drag race. <laughs> we'll start with that, and some sort of... Or a street race, of some sort. Miniature, miniature bad guy who then gains the respect of Vin Diesel, and then some sort of out-of-the-blue family-related drama will happen. It's all about family. We have, we, we have family. I reckon Paul Walker's brother... Is gonna is gonna be playing whatever his character's name, his brother. Okay, and uh, and then there will be family drama, some very mediocre villain. And at the end of the day, 
The family will still be a family. And they'll drink a beer. And they'll, they'll drink a Corona. They will drink a, a yeah, Corona. And then, they do like those Coronas. And then literally it will finish with a sunset and a nice Vin Diesel voiceover about how family are most important. And then they'll do the same thing for Fast 10. That's it. That's it storyboarded right there. I've saved you a hundred grand, Justin Lin. Thanks. The thing You're is, welcome. do you reckon you now owes you a hundred grand though? That's how it works, right? We've now we've now got copyright on that story. We do. You're right. You're right. So if let's just say if Fast Nine or Ten involves Paul Walker's brother playing whoever his character is slash was, they owe us money. We will invoice them. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's talk some TV. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, let's do that. Sorry, it is now Tuesday, so uh, we've passed the international time barrier. Uh, Westworld season two. Uh, we are three episodes in. James, have you been watching? No, I'm not three episodes in, not at all. Okay, well, I'm two episodes in. More, more proud of anything that's happened this year, am I? That I have managed to avoid all spoilers for this season. Yeah, so that's impressive. Let's not break that right now, Colin. Okay, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not called Colin Spoiler Stone for nothing. Uh, so I'm going to try my best not but to. But it's because he's spoiling. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it started strongly. I'm not as confused as I was in season one. Okay. But I think there's a lot going on which I'm just not seeing. Yeah. And that might be because I'm a wee bit slow, right. but also because this show is kind of renowned for pulling the wool over your eyes. And then, whoa, there's a sheep. That's how that's how thick the wool is. Yeah, it was actually a sheep that they pulled over your eyes. Oh, exactly. So, was, did you like that metaphor, or was that really terrible? You can't you can't see the sheep for the wool? Oh, they got you <laughs> exactly. So, I think there's yeah, it's it's strong. I'd say it's a wee bit slow, but and I'm I'm interested to see where the characters are going. Um, and it, that's very similar to season one. You know, it, it's not one of these ones which grabs you instantly. You're just like, oh, she swatted a fly. And that's the cliffhanger. Oh, okay, fine. I'll watch season two. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, sorry, episode two. Episode two. So, so yeah, it's it's enough to, to maintain my interest, absolutely. Cool. But I'm not like, whoa, I need to see next week right now. Yeah, I, I don't like, think it could possibly have the same kind of excitement about it. I don't think it can have the same intrigue. I, I don't really see. Maybe they're going to find a way and I'll watch it and I'll go, okay, yeah, they did. But I, I, I don't think there's much they can add in terms of backstory in terms of present day twists stuff oh like that. no no you'd be surprised you'd be surprised and without spoiling anything yeah there is room for them to give backstory and more than i expected i, I i'm assuming there is backstory i just don't think any of it's going to be quite as a, 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 a mind blow as the last one well no because you now know what happens yes exactly we know all the secrets yeah so it's just it's just filling in some more of the gaps well, that's what this season's gonna be and it's nice to see some characters who you thought you would never see again yeah i suppose it would be uh, I'll find out. But no, we can talk about it again when the whole thing's done. And we've both watched it. Right. Arrested Development is back. Season 5 is coming to Netflix. Now, we have talked in the past about how massive fans we are of seasons 1 to 3. Some of the funniest and most well-written uh, TV I can remember. Yeah. A TV show written purely around our favourite kind of humour. Puns. Season 4, James, please please sum up what happened in Season 4. They all had all the actors had other jobs so they filmed all their parts very far away from each other yeah and the story the story was very cleverly written to allow that season four was very very smart but it didn't work 
you had to you had to hold on to so many threads in your head as a viewer that it was just it was just a chore to watch. Basically, they resurrected the series, which ended after season three because I think of low ratings, maybe. Probably always is with American shows. And about seven or eight years later, came back for season four, which wasn't really funny and didn't use the same format. Whereas, yeah. in the trailer for season five, which I'm going to play a clip of now. Hello. The Bluth family. We're shooting footage for Lindsay. Campaign footage. You're running for office? I want to be part of the problem, Michael. Is finally back together. So that, to me, seems like it's kind of going back to what worked. It does. They're getting everyone back together in the same place. Uh, they're, they have developed some characters, which is, which is good. And they're, uh, they've got new big plots to, to follow. Two things, James. First of all, the cast is looking really, really old. Now really I, I know that's old. really I know it's a really daft thing to say, but I looked at it and thought, Will Arnett, my goodness, look at him. Yeah, they're they've all aged. He's no longer a fresh faced thirty something. He's what, mid forties by now. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Bateman all, already kinda looked old anyway. Yeah, but now he looks old for real. Is this show too reliant on nostalgia? Because most of this trailer was nostalgia. Yeah, at least a decent chunk was literally just playing, oh, that bit was funny from season one, oh, that was funny from season two, oh, that old stuff, old stuff. I think the whole middle part of the trailer was an uncreative reminder of why we like the show. Yes. Like, they tried to give it a reason, like, oh, let's go find out how this whole family went wrong. And then we watched some of the funniest jokes from previous seasons, but it felt cheap. I'd rather just a shorter trailer. Yeah, I feel... I mean, I'm, I watched the trailer and by the end of it, I had a smile on my face. So that, I guess, is mission accomplished. It does look funny. Okay, it looks like it's going to be Arrested Development instead of whatever weird version of Arrested Development season four was. Yeah. Okay. And just in a very, very related, uh, a, a very slightly tenuous link, um, and talking of things we watched this week, Tony Hale, who obviously is in Arrested Development as uh, Buster. Yep. With a claw hand. Yep. Uh, was in Love Simon, which I saw today at the cinema after oh. weeks and weeks of needing to see it. How he was plays it? the head teacher. He well, he was excellent. I was just like, oh, it's Buster from Arrested Development. He was very funny. That's not a good thing. Um, no, the film Love Simon is lovely. It's very sweet. It uh, is funny and it's kind of fresh as well. Okay. Um, it's it's not your classic kind of coming of age story slash coming out story. Uh, and the one thing I thought was quite refreshing was when he eventually, spoiler, comes out to his parents <gasps> and, they, and they, uh, are, they're like, oh, great. You know, they didn't say, it's fine. We're going to pray for you to be straight every day. Yeah. Uh, so there was that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I did. I, I haven't seen it, so I can't offer anything to this. What I can offer, though, is a website that is attached to the new season of of Arrested Development, which All I right. linked to you up here, it is votebluth.com. You can go to votebluth.com and find a whole lot of Easter eggs and little 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 in, in bits of information about the new season. Little tidbits. Little, little, little cheeky little Easter eggs about all about Arrested Development. Right, time is slipping away. Let's get to some uh, actual news before we finish up. Vladimir Putin uh, has now taken the throne for the fourth yeah. time i had my money against him you know i, I felt certain that there was no way he was going to hold on again i mean yeah i mean what are the odds what are the odds well, yeah well, I, it's unbelievable he manages to pull out every time can't believe it's it a, yeah so it's his fourth term as president um he's pledged to harness the country's talents to achieve breakthroughs hmm. let's see what these breakthroughs are 
probably breaking through other people's borders to take their land. <laughs> that's that's probably right. Uh, some five thousand guests attended uh, the ceremony at the Kremlin. That's almost as many as the protesters. He's, he's now been in power for eighteen years. Um, Putin is also sixty-five. Did not know that. Yeah, he's looking old. I mean, I don't really know what there is to say about this because. It's not like it's news. It's just like, okay, oh, Putin got reelected. Another it. news grass is green. Surprise, Russia's got pretend democracy. Hey, how about that? Surprise, everybody. Putin's still president. He can he imprisons all of the people that, that say anything against him and then he manages to hold on to power because there's no one left. Hey. 18 years. 18 years. Will you not get sick of it after a while? Well, he probably doesn't get bored of free money and wealth. That's very true. Of yeah. absolute power. Yeah, power, wealth, people doing whatever he says, you know. I mean, then again, he doesn't look like a happy man. I've never really seen him look truly happy or comfortable in anything. Not that I see him often, but when I do, he doesn't look, he doesn't look happy. When I see him in my dreams, he's shirtless riding a horse. Oh, yeah. Or a bear. <laughs> or a bear. Here we go. Yeah, I suppose in Russia, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I saw a bear But no, this the weekend. interesting thing for about this... You saw a bear. We'll get, we'll get right back to that. The interesting <laughs> thing about, about the, the election... Um, air quotes surrounding that word okay. uh, was the protest there were some actual serious seriously big protests all over Russia which when going to a protest puts you at risk of being in prison for the rest of your life it's pretty brave. It's a bit of a statement yeah they've done well yeah. nothing will come of it but they've, 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 they've protested so kudos I suppose sorry I, I also misled you I said I saw a bear the weekend I saw two bears at the weekend two Wait. That was that was the good the good kind of misleading. <laughs> I was like a surprise misleading. Yeah, I didn't see one bear. I saw two. Yeah, it was at the Scottish Deer Centre, which I oh, thought right. was kind of weird. That's way less surprising now. Yeah, it wasn't just it wasn't just like walking around Possil and suddenly saw two bears. Oh yeah, because you see now you've just seen two captive bears. That's not interesting at all. No, I never seen a bear before, like in in real life. No, about a polar bear. No, I've never seen that either. Really. Not an actual real... I know there's one, like, on my way home, but I've yeah. never actually stopped and seen it. Oh, well. So, yeah, it was cool. So, so basically, we were walking... We went to the Scottish Deer Centre and... Uh, yeah. Somewhere in Fife, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they, it turns out they, it turns out they don't just have deers. they got bears. They have more than deer. They've got bears. They've got foxes. They have got any, lakes, Do you have any wolves? They have wildcat. They do have wolves. Wolves are awesome. Wolves are terrifying, man. And they spoke very uh, very positively about reintroducing wolves. But the wolves into, did. Oh, the, yeah, the wolves were very eloquent. You'd be surprised. Wes Anderson wolves. Actually, <laughs> the wolf didn't speak in that film. I'll take that no, back. It didn't. Anyway, the keepers, rather... Spoke very, uh, yeah, very positively and uh, and very keenly about bringing wolves back in to control the deer. Yeah, there are. There's a lot of deers out there. They need something to eat them. I don't think in the uh, the, the Scottish Deer Centre they let them mingle. No, no, I don't think they want them killing their own deers. I think they want them to go and start controlling the wild deer population a wee bit. Although I did see some irony in the uh, the fact that when you're leaving uh, in the shop, they do actually sell venison. Right. So, well, yeah, I suppose maybe. They've got ethical sources for that. I, I, I guess possibly the fact that they've got a whole lot of captive deer probably means that they have an abundance of deer. <laughs> you know, just like bop it in the head, put it in a bag, sell it over the shelf. Moving on. You know, why not? Yeah, moving on. Down to uh, to London very briefly where, uh, yeah, James made a point earlier. I said, should we discuss this? Uh, shootings in London. There were five over the weekend, 17-year-old was shot dead, 13-year-old was shot, 15-year-old was shot, 22-year-old was shot, and another man uh, who has not come forward was also shot. Yeah. So, 
I mean, yeah, you're right. Every time we talk about shootings in the past, it's almost always in the US. But clearly something's not... Yeah, we talk about America shootings. Yeah, so something's not quite right in London. And again, I don't really know, like, how are you meant to stop things like this, which are clearly just gang-related? I got an idea, right? Now, I know that it's really harder to tackle the social problems of gangs and stuff like that. That needs to be done. I don't think I can suggest any real way to do that. People... No. People have been trying, and it will, they, they, there's a lot... You know, you invest in the community, people find things to do aside from being in gangs. That's all I can offer you. What I can offer, just as a little word of advice, is how about this really really smart idea of more policemen and more policewomen? That is an incredible idea. I never thought of that, James. Right, because I'm just, I'm just going to throw this one out there. We have, over the last few years, been reducing the number of policemen and women... And we've been seeing rises in crime rates. It's funny, that. Why don't we try, like, adding some policemen's and women's? Maybe we'll see fewer crimes. Just maybe. Now, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe the police will just be an incompetent when we have them. But it's worth a try, surely, rather than just going for this whole austerity thing and the whole nation's breaking in every measurable way. Put some money into the police. Yeah, there we go. You heard it here first. Give them the, thing, give them the resources they need. Get wrapping up this week. We are... Going to talk about football, because we love the football. We love sport. I've talked about sport loads of times in my life. This one takes the exception, because just this past week, Rangers appointed their new manager, which so happened to be former Liverpool and England captain Stephen and Gerrard. Global, global superstar Stephen Gerrard. I, yeah, absolutely, I'd say so. Recognised across the world yeah. as the new manager of Rangers. Children across the world have Liverpool jerseys with his name on the back they do. and his number which was eight eight <laughs> it was yeah okay so um the only difficulty or rather one of the main difficulties i have with this right is that steven gerrard has never been a manager before he has coached right so he's yeah no experience he has coached the under 20s under 21s at liverpool for yep. i think a year mm-hmm. and now he's the manager of rangers yeah. Despite the fact he is a global superstar, that is true. Mm-hmm. He will bring lots of fresh eyes to the to the Scottish League. That's great. Yeah. Do you reckon they're going to try and sell Rangers jumpers with Gerrard in the back? They probably yeah. will. That's embarrassing. I know they're I know they're they're certainly wanting to renegotiate the TV rights because they're like, hey, we got Brendan <laughs> Rodgers, Celtic manager. We got Stephen Gerrard. They used to be on the same team in England. <gasps> Whoa, we can do yeah. like close ups of their faces and get all the people to watch. Exactly. So there's that, there's that, there's that. But then the main question is, the boy can't manage. He's no track record at all. It's a total gamble. Well, that doesn't mean he can. And in the state yeah, the Rangers... Hold on, hold on. The state the Rangers are in, what they did not need was someone who was completely unproven right. as a manager. They needed to get someone who could actually run a football he, club and not the complete hapless total numpties who've been running the club for the last however many years. Decade. a counterpoint, right? I got one, because Go. I'm, I'm good at these. No matter who managed Rangers next year, would they win the league? No. No. No matter who managed Rangers next year, would they lose the league? Yes. No. Rangers are not going to go down. There is not a, there is not a no, 1% chance. No, 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 when you say lose the league, you're not going to win the league, so they're going to lose the league. Well, I mean, like, go down, get relegated, lose. They're not going to get relegated, no. They're going to be middle of the pack no matter who's in charge. No, that's not they're true. They're going to be top end expected. of the middle of the pack. No, they are expected to get second because they still, despite their financial troubles, have much, a much bigger budget and a much, just are a much bigger club than everybody else. Anything other than second would be 
a failure and Gerard or whoever's job would be on the line. Which is why, by the way... But it's just everyone being dumb. Rangers <laughs> probably aren't good enough to get second every year. Okay. Doesn't matter who's well, in charge. Well, this is why... Just because they got more money. Pedro Caixinha, who was the Portuguese manager who had managed in Mexico yeah. before he came to, to Scotland. Yeah. Why he got fired? Because Rangers were doing terribly and had lost to a Luxembourgian side in the European competition... Yeah. And everyone was like, this is not good enough for Rangers. We're Rangers. Yeah, we're Rangers. We need all to only ever win. And we fire anyone that doesn't only ever win. How about just you don't fire a guy for a while, let him settle in a manager team? Why would you get someone with zero experience when you get someone with decent experience who free, might actually do a decent job? Free money. They're going to make more money by having Gerard than they would by having a good manager who gets second. That's... Yeah, you're right. It's more eyeballs, it's more money, correct. But also, Steven Gerrard has signed a four-year deal with the club, which means if they do chuck him... They have to give him all the money. less than a year, he will be owed a fortune. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry. Do you reckon they're going to get him to play? (laughs) They'll probably ask him to. Player manager, right? That's what they do. That's what Scotland does. We have player managers all the time. They'll bring him on. Usually in the lower leagues, but still. He'll instantly be the best player on the pitch. (laughs) <laughs> he has put Scottish, oh. Scottish football back on their map. Do you know what it would be like if we brought in an extra voice for this podcast and they'd actually never spoken English before? That's what that would be. This is the well, equivalent no, of this. I'm, I'm, I won't give you that because he's played a lot of football. Okay, okay, right, fine. He's captained a lot of football. But he's never he's never run it. He's just, he's jumping up a couple of steps in a ladder. He's, he's kind of done some coaching. So what's the comparison? Someone who's... Someone who's achieved primary four reading and writing. I don't. I, wait. Let me. Let me have a. Let me have a think, and you can cut out the long pause. Get that metaphor, James. Donald Trump. <laughs> what? Without without a teleprompter. Okay. Or notes. That's what it is. Yeah, it's like uh, Donald yeah, Trump actually, trying to ad lib. Yeah, actually, I'm with you on that. Sorry, that was a really cheap. Sorry to everyone out there that expects me to be creative with my jokes. That was very cheap and very easy. It works, though. But I think it was 100% accurate. Right. Anyway, time is away from us, James. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can. Uh, just like Ross Crane. Google did this week David to Wood tell and- us that Colin signed into our Gmail account. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you, Google. And thanks to everybody else who got in touch. Uh, your thoughts are very much appreciated. You can do so on Facebook at Seesaw Parade, Twitter at Seesaw Parade, Snapchat at Seesaw Parade, Gmail, Seesaw Parade at gmail.com. Yeah. James. What? Oh, what? I was just handing over to you. Anything else to add before I go and uh, cry myself? Was there something we were going to talk about at the end of the podcast? I can't. I feel like there was something that earlier on someone oh, mentioned we were going to talk about something at the end of the podcast. Lord of the Rings Extended Edition. Lord of the Rings. What are you going to do this week? This for the rest of this week, Colin? I was going to say like tentatively. Do you want to watch one? I mean, I could do. Maybe I don't know what depends. We can make that plan. Right. Well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll save that for that. That's that's cease operate after dark. Yeah, we can do a review. We'll, we'll make the plan in the After Dark show, and we'll do a right. review of the of whatever one we watch. Okay, I'll get back to you on that. But anyway, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah, bye bye everybody. I love you. I love most of you. I wouldn't go that far. I love some of you. <laughs>